What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Boosted Mentality Project. This is your host, Jason Kuntz. Today's episode, we are going to be going over suicidal thoughts and suicide and how to rise above these thoughts because you deserve more than to have these thoughts. We're going to go ahead and jump into my story. Um, I believe that uh, suicide is a form of low self-esteem. And that's where I believe that I got mine from. Uh, When I was younger, I had problems reading and paying attention in class. I got diagnosed with ADD. And I was given prescription medication for that. Um, I also wasn't very good at sports also knocking down my self-esteem I thought everybody was better than me and they had skills that I didn't have and unfortunately at that time I didn't realize that I could uh, get better (laughs) and uh, so I didn't put any time or effort into doing so I just um, blamed everybody else for having skills that I didn't have and again I just gave me low self-esteem took uh, ADD medicine for a majority of years to help me in school Um, it, it kind of helped me, but it also made it feel like I was zombified. I didn't really like at all the feeling of being on that medication. But I did start to realize I was on a medication that most people didn't take. I even started to, to sell those, those pills to a friend of mine. Um, not necessarily sell them, but give he would give me nice clothing and I'd give him pills. I was doing that... Uh, Ignorantly, as a child, I didn't realize that I was being a drug dealer because a lot of those AD, uh, ADHD medications are basically speed and methamphetamine low-dosed. Um, I got a little older and I started to lightly use drugs. I smoked weed maybe two times, but I dabbled with ecstasy um, a, a little bit and I still believe that that would give me like a superpower into feeling like I was no longer insecure anywhere when I took ecstasy it almost shut off that receptor into thinking that I'm I'm useless I'm nothing I'm uh, and it, it literally would just get rid of all those negative thoughts once the drug kicked in and um, I slowly started to take that drug almost every day because I started to get it free because I became friends with the person that was, uh, uh, multiple people actually that were selling the drug and I would actually help them transport it to where it needed to be. So I'd get a lot of free drugs through that. At the same time, my grandma got cancer and she was very religious and also struggled with, uh, depression and, uh, bipolar her whole life. So Instead of choosing to get um, help with the cancer, she decided that she was just going to let the cancer take her. It was her time to go, and she wanted to um, just just leave with no, not getting any treatment whatsoever. Um, I watched her get sick, but as a man, you are told most of your life that you shouldn't get emotional, that uh, you'll I'll give you something to cry about. Boys don't cry. Stop crying. Uh And that was something that I took in a little further than I think I was meant to take that in. I literally thought that uh, men don't cry. And I thought that I was weak if I did cry. So as my grandma started to get sick, uh, she lost about 100 pounds at this point. She was very close, probably about a couple weeks from passing. 
and uh, my grandpa took me outside and it was the first time I was 17 years old that I heard a grown man tell me that it was okay to cry because he saw that I wasn't being emotional to my grandma and uh, and it that was kind of a confusing thing to get to hear somebody say because I thought I wasn't supposed to uh, supposed to cry at all I didn't uh, take that in very well at that age it took me a multitude of years later to uh, kind of understand what he was saying there and how crying is an important emotion to understand and use appropriately uh, not just cry for no reason which what I was told as a child was I'll give you something to cry about but that wasn't necessarily to tell me not to cry that was to tell me I shouldn't be crying about something that isn't worth crying about like not getting a candy or something like that um well, my grandma ended up passing. Once my grandma passed, we obviously got the funeral already. And her brother was one of the people that was going to give a speech at the funeral. He, uh, <laughs> while he was up giving his speech, he was about halfway through. He had a heart attack and died in front of us while he was giving the speech about my grandma. Um, it was very traumatic. Uh, again, a very confusing time as a 17-year-old boy that was already insecure using drugs <clears throat> and uh so i started to use drugs uh a lot a lot more Now, when I started to use drugs a lot more, it was no longer about trying to get rid of my insecurities. It was about shutting everything off. I started to take sleeping pills on a daily basis. Um, a lot of sleeping pills. I couldn't tell you the number. <laughs> a lot of these days are uh, forgotten, but it, it was a lot. And I was taking at least five a day. Um, I started... Uh, I left my parents' house because obviously uh, I started problems there because I was on drugs and causing problems. So I was kicked out of the house and um, I started to stay at the Overland Apartments. I believe that's how you say that. It's in Bakersfield, California. Um, we called it the O. Um, the O was a studio apartment. We shared it with like eight people or more, depended, because this was um, a heroin house. Uh, multiple people would be in there doing heroin at a time. Um, the toilet didn't work, so we peed in the sink. If you had to poop, you had to go somebody, somewhere else. Um, we only had to have VHS with like four movies. And we had, uh, we would play like Monopoly. And uh, again, <laughs> a lot of crazy weird stuff would happen at the house. I saw someone try to inject marijuana one time. And, uh, people having it fun in the tent <laughs> and uh, it was uh, crazy having <laughs> there was a tent pitched in the living room so there was if they would make it seem like there was more uh, rooms but it was a studio you knew exactly what everybody was doing at all times um, I uh, watched uh, we were playing Monopoly it was me and two other people I'll keep their names out of it because um yeah, obviously I'll keep their names out of it for a reason. Um, 
I watched them both slam heroin. I wasn't doing heroin. I never slammed heroin. I have done heroin before, but I never used a needle into my arm. I watched both of them slam heroin. Then we started to play Monopoly. And I, um, I watched both of them fade in and out. And I realized that if I don't stop taking these sleeping pills, that's where I'm going to be. Um, and I strongly debated about, uh, if that's where I wanted to be or just hurry up and leave. I took a good amount of sleeping pills that last night and told myself if I made it through in the morning, I'd go to my parents' house. And, uh, that's exactly what I did. Uh, I luckily made it through the night and, uh, went home and got clean. I remember voices talking to me as I tried to fight getting clean, but I did get clean, not by myself. Obviously my parents were there, but I stayed in bed for about three days and was sick and, uh, fought, fought withdrawal and uh slowly came out of that doing time mine was very short period because again i think mine was more the sleeping pills i wasn't on like meth or anything like that so i had about three days of hardcore fighting getting sick in bed but after that i i cleaned up pretty well um after i got clean i joined the oil fields and uh, i loved my job at the time uh, especially because it gave me something to be productive in when I hadn't been productive since high school at this point. And, uh, and I was making good money. So my job was very important to me. And, uh, so it helped me stay away from drugs because they'll do random drug tests. And so that really helped me keep my head on straight. Unfortunately, one of my biggest problems, problem drugs is alcohol. That's a major downfall in my life. And, uh, I didn't know that at this point because I thought that alcohol wasn't a drug. I thought it was separate from drugs and it is actually one of the worst drugs to do, uh, for your health and the, the function of your brain. So if you ever do have suicidal thoughts, I suggest that you immediately quit drinking. Um, that was, uh, something that helped me as I started to get away from drinking still at this point I am drinking um I had a very close friend uh that I hadn't seen in a long time and uh he was he was down because he was always in and out of trouble so I think this time he was just out of jail or something like that and uh he convinced me to go get one night I was a couple years sober at this point from drugs and we decided to get drunk and go out and um at the end of the night, he decided that we should go get some cocaine and I agreed with him. And so I partaked with him while doing that cocaine, um, which immediately for some reason I blamed him and wanted to yell and scream at him, which I did do that. Um, he kept telling me it was okay. We're fine. Uh, but I was very upset that I relapsed after years of being sober off that drug. And, uh, we went back to my parents' house to go to bed and he went to bed in one of the other rooms and I decided that uh, I would, I felt that I was just always going to be this drug addict piece of shit that I had to go back to that. So I got an extension cord and I went into my parents' backyard and, and tied it on a top pillar thing. They had like wood pillars across and uh, I remember uh, tying the noose knot. It wasn't like a noose knot. It was just a regular like double knotted thing. It wasn't coming out. And, uh, I got on the step stool and I remember jumping, but I don't remember absolutely anything after that. It's one of the most weirdest things 
that's ever happened to me. Uh, the next thing I remember is waking up in my bed where I kind of panicked and ran outside to see if what had happened. And there was no bar stool and there was no um, extension cord. Um, it was not a dream of me setting that up, but I don't. I did honestly have no idea what happened in that in that time frame. Uh, it's a weird. It's like a the simulation glitched because God didn't want me to leave here yet. Um, obviously, I kind of believe that in a weird way, but it, it was very very confusing. Um, yeah. I still deal with these thoughts. They still pop up uh, and try to tell me that I'm not needed here, but I know now that I deserve more and uh, I'm not worth those thoughts. So I also know it's just a brief thought that isn't true. So I kind of just let them pass and don't even second guess them now, nor would I ever think of doing it anymore. Um, a lot of the ways that I do deal with these are fitness I use fitness um, like it's my drug I'm very addicted to fitness any type of fitness I'll play sports uh, I'll go work out uh, literally just go ride my longboard um, anything like that really helps me deal with these things uh, if you struggle with these thoughts I, I would suggest to ditch alcohol and try your best to get sober on everything that is uh, holding you back. I'd even try to ditch caffeine for a little bit, but I know how hard that can be. Um, number one thing I would quit is if you do use it is I would stop drinking alcohol immediately. Um, that messes up your gut biome. Your gut biome is uh, what runs your brain. So that being said, also the foods you put in a lot of processed foods, um, processed foods and plastic water bottles actually mess up our hormones. I went over that a little bit in one of the previous episodes. And uh, when your hormones are off, you reach into a depressed state with a lack of serotonin and dopamine. Um, so I'd really start to focus on the food you eat and everything you consume that you put inside your body. These will help those thoughts dramatically. Again, your brain functions off your gut biome. So whatever you're putting in your gut will function your brain. Um, and the more you clean up your diet, the less inflammation you'll have in your body, which also means the less inflammation you'll have in your brain. So your brain will actually function better. Um, one more thing that helps dramatically is ice baths and um, saunas. Doing both of those back to back it helps release all your stress hormones. And again, you go into a dark place of thinking like you would on a crazy workout. And uh, if you could tough that out for three minutes in an ice bath, it'll help get rid of your anxiety, help get rid of those negative thoughts. It, it's almost unbelievable. Um, definitely works better than I think any pill that you'll get from the doctor. And, uh, I would definitely suggest to go find a place of fitness, but I'd find a place of fitness as like a group classes. I wouldn't go like going to in shape by yourself or, or something like that is not the same as being around a community of people that start to really enjoy you and start to hold you accountable at a place like that. So 
you'll build up a lot of good friendships that way. It was, again, something that helped me dramatically. I think that's why I got addicted to fitness and group style fitness is uh, the community really pulled me in and helped me uh, find the better version of myself. So, yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, 